everybody. It is Monday, December 2nd, 2013. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to the only internet debate podcast on the internet. Best of the best. It is episode 90. Mm. 90. 90. We are. 90 episodes in the can. And you've been with us the whole way, fans. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to talk to you. think you're going to say that to me because I'll tell you it's been. <laughs> I would say I've, I've been there about 75 of those episodes. Yeah. There's been some of them where it's just been a wing and a prayer, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's uh, a lot of a lot of fans don't know this, but if you go back and listen to the past episodes, try and figure out which ones are simply a soundboard that Mark is using <laughs> of me from yeah. past recordings. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised which ones are which. Yeah, and how many of them are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's correct. Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> You're so smart and handsome. I am. Mm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it is best of the best. It is December 2nd, the week of December 2nd. However, day and date, of course. Mark, I have terribly breaking news to show you day and date. Yeah, so that people can know when... When exactly this particular podcast was recorded. We can just go ahead and timestamp it. So when we listen years from now... We'll all know. We'll all know where we were when this horrible news hit. Yeah. TMZ reporting Paul Walker, favorite your star, your favorite action star of the Fast and the Furious franchise, and perennial it, favorite, Meet the Deedles. In the, into the Blue with Jessica Alba. He was in that. Was he? <laughs> Anyways. Dead at the age of 40. Yeah, supposedly it's in sad. a very fiery Ferrari crash. Jesus. Up in Santa Clarita today. That is sad. 6 p.m. Po- uh, Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. So when you listen to this on Monday, you know, and I, you're going to be reliving a lot of feelings. Yeah. And you're going to understand why Andrew and I are a little, a little more down. It's a little more down. It's a little, a little sadder. Uh, to be honest, um, I've only seen three of the Fast and the Furious franchise. That's two more than me. I saw the first one. I saw the second one. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I've only seen two. I don't think I saw Tokyo Drift. Yeah. I think I saw, only saw the first two, and I thought they were dumb. Yeah, I saw the first one. It was really bad. I hear that the new, the newer ones are like big, dumb fun, which I do like. Yeah. It's like, and they were in the midst of shooting another one. They Fast Seven yeah. was is supposedly filming right now for a 2014 release. Mm. So it's going to be a lot of um, Brandon Lee and the Crow situation, I assume. I superimpose his face onto another body. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how much of his stuff has been shot, right? Yeah, they're gonna. There's going to be a if scene of him wearing a mask, going out and smelling flowers in front of somebody's house. Yes. And he also has a cape on for some reason. If, and then back into the house he goes to only be shot from behind for the rest of the movie. Right. Or covering up the bottom half of his face. Yes. So it makes perfect sense to me. No. I think, I think it'll really fit his character of... Dreamy cop Drive guy. Fastman. That's, that's his character's name, right? <laughs> No, it's 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 Peter it's Peter Fast and Vin Diesel oh, plays Craig Furious. Craig Furious. 
I I've, I I I pre I I don't know. Drive Fastman sounds. <laughs> That's what you think it is. Detective Drive Fastman. <laughs> Just in that independent uh, underground racing circuit. Mark, mm-hmm. it is December second, two thousand thirteen, and um, here in the blimp, you can see that we have the Christmas accoutrements it's, already yes, up and locked, I, loaded, ready to go. It, now that it's December, I have approved of all Christmas decorations going up. Yeah. As soon so. as Thanksgiving was over, the uh, signatures were all signed, the mm-hmm. T's were all crossed, the I's were all dotted. So the blimp itself now completely decked to the halls. Yeah. With boughs of holly. Mm-hmm. We have some uh, Dickensian street urchins just running around in here, throwing snowballs. Asking for food, anything. None the richer. CDs. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's great. It's a great album, Mark. I think it's self-titled, to be quite honest. But, Andrew. Yeah. Let's 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 get down to it, right? Gets down to it's brass hard, tacks. It's part of the matter time. Get getting down to getting down. Time to get down, everybody. Get get down. You got to get up to get down. Mark, it is best of the best. Your only internet debate podcast on the internet, and it is episode ninety today. Mm-hmm. Mark, we are talking about. I think is a tip of the hat to the most popular show on the best of the best podcasting network. Uh-huh. That's a weird dog. Mm-hmm. Today's category is that was odd. That was odd. That that was odd. That that was odd. I do you want another read on that, Mark? One more time. That was odd. 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 That's it. That's it. All right. That's go. the rate. Thank you. Go there and mark go. that take. Mark that Let's one. go ahead and wrap it up, everybody. Um, Andrew, mark. Andrew and I saw Thor: The Dark World. Yes, we did. And throughout the we movie, got Throughout the movie, I just kept thinking, "Well, that was odd," because it is a weird, weird movie. It's a weird movie, and it takes a lot of turns that you're not expecting, and not for the best. Not necessarily not for the for better. The best. No. So when it ends, you're just like, ah, okay. Well, all right, here we go, I guess. So, of course, Best of the Best is a debate podcast where Mark and I will be debating up to three best ofs mm-hmm. under this banner of That Was Odd. Of course, in a first to 500 series, what's at stake, you ask? Let me tell you. First and foremost, the winner of this first to 500 series will win a $25 gift card to Wendy's. Yes. I don't know if it's holiday inspired. I don't know if there's like, a, if it's just one of those ones that just got a big old burger on it. Yeah. Or it's one of those ones like that, was, that was bought at Christmas time and has got like boughs of holly on yeah. it. Not sure. Not sure. Because uh, I, I think when we were in the theater, there was a, a, a screen, there was a, a slide for um, like limited edition holiday theater gift cards mm-hmm. and they were specifically for thanksgiving they yeah. weren't for christmas there's a turkey on them and so like i want to know like how long that window is because as soon as like even like days before thanksgiving like those have to get shoved off the shelves to make room for snowmen and christmas trees and 
you know, dreidels and the, the whole Hanukkah uh, holiday yeah. s- season. And, um, you know, how, I guess, I guess that would be incredibly limited edition. <laughs> Highly so limited. I, you know, maybe it's, maybe it is in that sweet spot between like Labor Day mm-hmm. and like July 4th where they're just like, all right, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> gotta get, get in on this, this. gotta get in on this. Uh, but that's, that's if you win the first of 500 right. series, but there there's is a second prize. There is a second prize. What is that prize, Mark? It's very exciting, Andrew. Mm-hmm. It is a cookbook mm. with all of your favorite thanksgiving maca recipes Mm. so probably by the time we wrap this show up it'll be seventy thousand years into the future which is the next time christmas and hanukkah or thanksgiving and hanukkah are supposed to overlap so i guess that's a good prize not sure i will i i will make sure that 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 i will be buried with that book yeah because I will make sure I live as bitterly and as long as possible in order to win this this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's can I can I ask like what kind of recipes are in the book? Is it just like you know the stuffing is replaced with with latkes? Is that what Mat- matzo ball stuffing? Matzo ball stuffing. Okay, all right. Um, latkes in the shape of turkeys. And like cartoon turkeys, or yeah, like, yeah. I like the idea of like building a like a very anatomically correct turkey <laughs> out of like a full size anatomically correct turkey yeah. out of latkes. Yeah, deep frying that son of a bitch right there. Just, just oh, it sounds delicious. So stuff like that. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Okay, so seventy thousand years from now, we will be able to use this. <laughs> Once again. Yeah, sounds great. Mark, uh, we're going to start with our customary coin flip today. Yes, we are. We have our traditional, uh, wonderful Hoover Dam uh, Indian coin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mark, go ahead and call it in the air. Here we hey. go. Heads. It is tails. I think that quarter's weight. I think that coin is weighted. Who purchased that coin? Me. Yeah. So just weighted against you? I think it's fate that's weighted against you. Mark, our first topic here on Best of the Best, episode 90. We're talking about That Was Odd. We are talking about the best odd ending of a television show. Yeah. The best odd ending of a television show. Not necessarily series finale. But just a a TV show, an episode that aired, and then it, it ended that, that really was odd. weird. It, yeah. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Right. Mark, I'm going to receive. You're ready to go. Mark, I think my favorite odd ending of a television show is from a little series known as The Simpsons. Okay. From an episode in the seventh season called The Day the Violence Died. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Bart and Lisa are excited because Itchy and Scratchy is celebrating its 75th anniversary. Been around for 75 years. Bart goes downtown to uh, watch a Itchy and Scratchy parade mm-hmm. and uh, tries to follow the parade, and it goes into Bumtown. Immediately, they speed up as fast as they can and get out of Bumtown. But he meets a, um, meets a vagrant who's mm-hmm. played by Kirk Douglas, <laughs> His name is Chester Lampwick. I don't think I remember this episode. Chester claims that he 
himself invented Itchy and Scratchy. Oh. And uh, he's got uh, a film reel to prove it. So Bart and Milhouse and Chester go to their the um, Springfield Elementary School, and they watch a copyrighted film that uh, shows Itchy the Lucky Mouse in mm-hmm. Manhattan Madness, or Midtown Madness, where he ends up uh, killing an Irishman and also Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> another time. It's another time. And uh, the copyright is be- is three years before um, Roger Meyer Sr.'s copyright on Itch- uh, Steamboat Itchy. <laughs> of course. So uh, Bart convinces Chester. First, the, the film reel burns up. Uh, so they actually lose the evidence that they have. But he convinces him to go to, Ch- to uh, Roger Meyer's Jr. Mm-hmm. and uh, ask for a settlement, which... Uh, Chester is asking for $800 billion. <laughs> He's turned down, but uh, um, so the thing goes to trial. Mm-hmm. And Bart can, is, gets Lionel Hutz to represent them, and Lionel does a really terrible job. But Bart remembers that he was in the comic book guy's store earlier and remembers seeing an animation still from uh, uh, Midtown Madness. Mm-hmm. And purchases it, brings it to trial, and it turns out that uh, Chester was not lying, that there's a autograph underneath the frame from Chester to Roger Meyer Sr. Oh. So Itchy and Scratchy Productions is required to pay out $800 billion <laughs> to Chester. and um, But in the end, it ends up bankrupting the studio. So Bart inadvertently kills Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. So that's the that's like the first act, like that, oh. all that happens in the first act. Commercial break. So um, Bart and uh, Bart goes back to Roger Myers Jr., who you know, there's they're wondering like how can they bring back Itchy and Scratchy? Uh, they go to Roger, they go to Chester, and he's got a solid gold house and a rocket car now, uh-huh. and. Uh, he says, I don't want to pay, you know, I don't, I don't need any more money. All I need is my solid gold house and my rocket car, and that's all I need. And so um, it seems like they're stuck. He goes to Lisa, and the two of them start researching, like, copyright law. Mm-hmm. And finally, like, there's a, there's a master stroke that uh, there's, you know, a, a brainstorm that Lisa has, and they, figure, they, they feel like they figured out a solution to this problem. Mm-hmm. So they run down to the Itchy and Scratchy Studios only to find that Roger Myers Myers Jr. is announcing the grand reopening of Itchy and Scratchy Studios. Okay. And um, it turns out that, because earlier during the trial, Chester knocks Roger Myers Sr. by saying all he could come up with was these awful stick figure characters like Manic Mailman and Sarcastic Horse. Mm Mm-hmm. Roger Myers Jr. says that the post office's Mr. Zip apparently is a knockoff of Manic Mailman. So they ended up <laughs> suing the government, landing a massive settlement, and uh-huh. are able to reopen Itchy and Scratchy Studios. All right. And all and he has to thank, all he can do is thank the, the kids that came up with this, Lester and Eliza. They pull back to reveal a very poorly drawn Bart and Lisa. So it's this very kind of crude, like season one kind of attempt at drawing bart and lisa weird and um both bart and lisa feel really unsettled about this yeah that lester and eliza solved this problem they also solve the problem of 
Um, a poo apparently had an indecent exposure <laughs> case that needed to be solved, and they also managed to get Krusty reunited with his wife. This is a really which Bart, busy episode. Bart and Lisa didn't even know that yeah. that existed. So they go back to their house, and they watch an episode of Itchy and Scratchy, and Marge comes up to them and says, well, you got your cartoon show back on the air. Like, shouldn't you, you should feel excited about that. Mm-hmm. Bart goes, I, I guess so, but there's something really unsettling about the ending of this. And then Bart looks outside and Lester rolls by on a skateboard and it like meets at his eyes and it meets at Bart's <laughs> eyes. And there's like this really dramatic sting as they stare yeah. each, at each other. And then credits, like episode ends. That's and that's the end of the episode. And it's a brilliant piece of television, and it's Lester and Eliza are never mentioned again. Like I, I don't know why it ended this way. It's <sighs> such, an, such an odd episode. They just, I have no idea. Yeah. So that's my pick: the best odd way to end a TV show. That is so strange. It's a good episode. Kirk Douglas is really funny as chester like there's it's just a lot of oddball humor a lot of funny like animation jokes as well yeah it seems a lot of jokes about the convention of courtroom scenes really funny oh i forgot when uh the blue-haired lawyer is describing the characters that uh um the copyright roger roger myers comes up with it makes you it makes you want to see more of itchy and scratchy because it's like (laughs) Uh, Roger Myers also came up with other characters like, um, was it Flatulent Fox, <laughs> Rich Uncle Skeleton, and Dinner Dog? I want to, I want to see more. See of, I want to see more of Rich Uncle Skeleton. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, good pick, Andrew. I picked uh, what was at the time also a series finale, hmm. and that is the Little House on the Prairie finale. Okay. Do you know how it ends? Something catches on fire, doesn't it? No. The, like well, the, kind of. Place burns down, or does she? She goes blind, doesn't she? I, earlier for I, a few episodes, she she's she has vision. They do everything to this poor girl. Okay. Because the show went for like, I think it's seven or ten seasons. Yeah, and then and Michael and then just went into Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. yeah. Every everything happens to this. She there. Uh, there's. One storyline where there's like a rapist for one, and I think it's only for one episode, and he's wearing like a creepy mime mask. Okay, very odd. But my, I never watched all of Little House on the Prairie, but they would show it to us at my elementary school whenever it would rain. They had like the time, whatever it was, like the the Time Magazine collection of the time VHS life, yeah, copy, time life. yeah, yeah, Time yeah. Life collection of Little House Little on the Prairie yeah. episodes. <clears throat> But for those who don't know, Little House on the Prairie was a show about a little girl in the 1880s to 90s who, with her family, lived on the prairie. And this whole town gets built called Walnut Grove, I think it is. But it's based on... Um, Laura Ingalls Wilder's yeah. real life growing up. Yeah. And uh, the way the series ends is this railroad tycoon announces that he owns the town he he owns the land that the town is on and he wants everybody out Mm. because the railroad's going to come through and he wants to 
repurpose all of the buildings for like railroad purposes or something and they don't want to go mm-hmm. he says you got to go then he starts they, they call start in kicking in doors and smoking inside the building right they call in the un or the the union forces <laughs> in yeah. the united they nations call it, yes no, kofi annan is is, is wrong right they call in the police or the 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 union military who feel bad about kicking the families out mm-hmm. and they say let us stay until easter sunday and they go all right we'll do that so you think, well, this is sad. They're all going to have to leave. They're all going to be forced to leave, but at least they get one last Easter together. Then they decide, let's send a message to this railroad tycoon. And they put dynamite in every building, except for the church, of course. Of course. And blow the fucking town up. Yeah. And that's the end of the show, is you see just these long these wide shots of every building just being blown to bits. And we're all used to seeing like controlled demolitions. Yeah. Especially one in particular. Uh, Oh, (laughs) Um, look, I've seen the files, but to see files are there to see these buildings actually just get detonated Mm -hmm. on television Mm -hmm. is spectacular. (laughs) And is is the War of 1812 Overture playing over this? No, it's people crying. <laughs> it's the townspeople crying because they don't want it to end, but it's ending quite beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think it's the best odd ending because, one, it's really odd. It's an odd way to end a show that's about a little girl growing up on the outskirts of American society mm-hmm. in the 1800s. Into the 1900s because she grows up. Um but what's great about it is it's like we're done here, we're we're doing it. Done, yeah, and t- schools out by Alice Cooper is right. what really should have been played. They just blow <laughs> up <laughs> every building. <laughs> like it, it doesn't it doesn't fit the show. It doesn't fit the the spirit <laughs> neither, of the neither show. Neither would have Alice Cooper, but it no. would have been great. <laughs> but what's what it's just incredible because you kind of also the the story goes that. Michael Landon or whoever at the time was the showrunner was like, so what are we going to do with the town after our last episode? And they're like, we're just going to bulldoze it. And he like had a moment where it's like, or I got an idea. We could blow it up in front of everybody. And cause we got the money we got, we got the demolition expenses already paid for. Why don't we just shoot it? It's like shooting. It's like when it starts to rain <laughs> on a movie set, they're like, we got to shoot this. We have to shoot right now because we have free special effects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like in, um, to compare it to something more important, it's kind of like in professional wrestling yes, where, uh, th- occasionally the, um, the raw and SmackDown sets will change. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. usually, you know, when a smack, when a, uh, a set, a change to the set is going to happen is because something catastrophic happens to the set itself. So, uh, big um, show. Big show brings get the big truck and uh, no the the, it's like at one point um, Austin was feuding with Vince McMahon and he convinces the big show to pull down the screen (laughs) the the big jumbotron and then he gets a big uh, pole with a hook on it and he like tears it right into the uh, oh my god right into the 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 canvas of the screen or there's another one where. there used to be this big oval 
oval shaped um uh like jumbotron for the smackdown set mm-hmm. and uh chris jericho got speared through it from <laughs> rhino now that's awesome so they now that's awesome and then the next week they had this huge this this fist yeah the set was just this big fist just pounding through the set it was it's fucking amazing looking but mm-hmm. yeah usually they end up destroying the set in some capacity on camera because so that you can you know. exactly so you can say oh my oh my god robocop, RoboCop not afraid of, not, <laughs> not afraid of the horsemen horsemen are not intimidating robocop final arguments mark um i i do appreciate the fact that they were just like we're gonna blow this town we're just gonna just fuck it man just blow just it up i don't care it. Um, but at the same time, like it, it does speak to the idea that it's, this is concluded. Yeah. The show is concluded. So like, while it does seem odd, um, in terms of a story sense, it, it makes sense. No. What makes sense is, okay, we're going to leave the town. Mm-hmm. That's like the spirit of the show. Not like wanton destruction just because. But it, it makes sense from a narrative standpoint that like. It's a finale. Yes. It's a, the, the finality of it's not but, like they could leave and then there might be a, a something that allows them to come back. Like this is the conclusion. We, yeah. We are completely tearing down everything. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that, I, yes, all of that. But I, I, what I'm trying to say is that spoilers, Battlestar Galactica, the ship falls apart. Like the ship has been through so much and jumped so many times and been under attack so many times, the ship just falls apart. Yep. That makes sense. Like a Buster Keaton car. Just, yes. Doors start falling yeah, off. Just driving it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um whatever happens on Lost, that makes sense. No, like no. Doesn't the no. island start the the island goes back in time and it's Pangea? No. No. <laughs> and then yes and then jack has to go to each of the volcanoes with some right. tnt and blow it up right. so he can kill all the dinosaurs um no 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 they okay they go to a fucking church and then they enter heaven except for the people that were bad like uh ben ben sticks around but everyone like meets together in essentially purgatory and while the island isn't necessarily purgatory, all of the six season side flashes are purgatory. That's dumb. And then the the island does they go back in time. The island itself doesn't go back in time, but they go back in time. And then Jack watches the plane. He's trying to assist everyone. He's trying to assist like Sawyer and Kate and um, the dog. No, the dog stays with him. The dog is the dog lays next to him. So all dogs don't go to heaven. Uh, yeah, because the dog is living with um, two side characters that are just living in peace on the island. That's a weird show. It's a dumb finale. Okay. But what I'm saying is that from a narrative standpoint, it makes sense. The Simpsons, the Simpsons episode, on the mm-hmm. other hand, it just it's, it seems like they got to, they're like we got three minutes left of story to tell. We got to end it somehow. Right. How can we end it? And it, it does, it's bonkers. It makes no sense. Cause like, th- I don't know what they're aping. I don't know. It's just like these weird doppelgangers just showed up 
and this is how the episode is going to end. And yeah. then this weird, stare like... Stare at each other, and then we're done. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it is never mentioned again. Again, with, with Little House on the Prairie, you got to give, at least to the viewers... That would be fulfilling. To see the whole set just get blown the fuck up. Yeah. Like... And it really looks like the way they did it was, how, how much dynamite we got? Put it in there. All of it. Because you see these houses All just the dynamite. Just, just, just exactly beautifully. <laughs> I, if, if, again, if the technology of the um, high-speed camera had been more advanced, I, I would have made the last 15 minutes of that <laughs> show just wood just splintering off, just end over end. We'd see the the wood like bow before it snaps yeah. apart and then just explodes out. Um, people just sobbing slow motion tears. Andrew, I got to give it up. Yes. Uh, the thing about the Simpsons is there, the town seems to be just expanding so much that you would almost expect to see those characters again at some point. Yes. But they they don't. But and they don't exist. They it's 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 weird. It's 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 a weird ending, and it's a weird ending for a season seven episode. Yeah. Like a lot of these episodes now, they just kind of like they chug along, chug along, chug along, and then it just stops. Yeah. But usually, especially within this sweet spot of like the prime era mm-hmm. Simpsons episodes, mm-hmm. like everything comes to a conclusion. Everything comes to a head in in a very satisfying way generally yeah but with this it just it rides and rides and rides and then it just time to go home such a such a goofy weird ending so all right so i take that first round mark we're gonna move on to our second topic here on best of the best we're talking about that was odd mark we are talking about the best odd ending to a fable to a fable Best odd kind of twist or ending to a fable. Right. Mark, I went first in that first round, which means you go first in the second round. Mark, best odd fable ending. Andrew, mm-hmm. this one comes to us from the good book. Uh, Angels and Demons by yes. Dan Brown. It's a pretty good book. Andrew, this is the fourth book of Kings, chapter two. Got it. Versus... 23 through Mm -hmm. 25. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, And he went up from thence to Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, little boys came out of the city and mocked him saying, go up, thou bald head. Go up. We've all been there. Thou bald head. Bald headed jerk. And looking back, he saw them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two bears out of the forest <laughs> and tore of them two and 40 boys. Tore of them two of 40. Two and 40. He, the, oh, so the, the bears so, killed 42 children. So, so let, me get, let me get this straight. So guy's walking along. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's, he's a member of the church. Member of the church, just trying to fucking go somewhere. He's trying to go be a holy man. Be a holy man. Some town's kids come out of the way and they say, "Hey, cue ball, yeah, way to have no hair, no hair, right?" And the guy was like, "Fuck these kids, God, can you do something?" Right. 
So then a forest is next to them. Right. Two, out bears, of the two bears. Two bears come bumbling through and just go fucking ape shit. On 42 on children. 42 children. Yeah. Kills them all. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the guy continues on his merry way to Carmel. Okay. I, I love the idea of <laughs> if you're a pious man, you have attack bears at your beck and call. Yes. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that's the best odd ending to a fable. To a fable. Some will argue that stuff from the Bible is not necessarily a fable. It all happened, Mark. But I think... It all okay. happened. Sure. It has an important message and an important moral. And that is... Because that's the best fables, right? The times where you're in a situation in your life and you're like, am I being like that ant? Am I being like that cricket right now? Okay. Yeah. You know? Am yeah. I being slow and steady wins the race? Or am I being the jackrabbit just dicking along? Yeah. So... So what you're saying is if I see a priest, I shouldn't make fun of his bald head. No, if you see a bald man... Any and, bald man. And you are in a heavily forested area... Around several children. Are you going to think twice before you you yeah, call him bald? I would probably. I'd Just say, hearing that story, whether you're a believer or not, you're like, I'd take. I'd probably. Risk t- it. I'd probably take a step back and say, "Look, I don't feel like being torn apart um, like those forty-two children yeah. by two bears." On your way, sir. Good pick, Mark. Yeah. Mark, uh, the fable that I've picked, mainly I just appreciate it. It's a fable that has an odd wrinkle to it. Okay. Comes from uh, Aesop? The, the Netherlands. Oh, okay. It's a folk. It's a f- more of a folk tale than anything sure. else. It's a folk. Uh, it's, it's the story of Sinterklaas. Okay. Now, Sinterklaas is kind of a precursor to Santa Claus. Now, I bring it up because the Netherlands is going to celebrate St. Nicholas Day coming up on the 5th. Oh. So, technically, this is a little more relevant than usual. So, Sinterklaas is a precursor to St. Nicholas in that it's uh, essentially, it's it's a precursor, it essentially is St. Nicholas. Right. It's, it's kind of the, the low countries um, St. Nicholas. Okay. So, the Netherlands and Germany and parts sure, of Germany sure. celebrate sure. it. So, kids leave out their shoes and... Um, he fills them with shit. Candy, yeah. yeah. And uh, he also, you, you know, a lot of kids leave, um, like, drawings and stuff like that. Also throws out, like, um, gold coins. Oh. Now, the reason behind this is apparently Sinterklaas or St. Nicholas it, uh, at one point left money for a father so his girls didn't have to go into prostitution. That's sweet of him. It's kind of why he goes on chimney. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's not the odd part of this fable. No. Even though it sounds odd, this old guy comes in, he's got a horse. So no reindeer in this circumstance, but no. he's got a horse. Okay. Um, Santa Claus has assistants. Elves. Not elves. Uh-uh. Santa Claus has uh, helpers uh, known as uh, Zwarte Piet, or, as we would know it in English, Black Peters. Black Peters are generally depicted as uh, as page looking uh, uh, gentlemen with like seventeenth uh, century kind of garb, like a, like sure. you know, like a page. Sure. 
Uh, but they also have a distinct feature mm-hmm. in that it, they are generally represented in blackface. And the Netherlands has kind of fought at this point to point out that this is what kind of historically what from another time what it is but people still celebrate uh center claus and saint nicholas day with characters that are dressed up in blackface with red lips mm-hmm. and yeah. like curly black hair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um wigs and so it's the best odd kind of fable wrinkle mm-hmm. in this circumstance because it's so outrageously <laughs> outmoded yeah. and really offensive. But you see pictures coming from the Netherlands. Like, I assume there will be wire photos that will be released this year. Probably. Yeah. 2013, the year of our Lord, 2013. Mm-hmm. And people, unironically, will be dressed up in blackface yeah. celebrating Sinterklaas and St. Nicholas Day. Mm. And, and the Netherlands. Danson will be doing it. And the Netherlands has also come out, there's been a lot of, it's also funny too, that there's been a lot of um, kind of backpedaling around this this part of the um, tradition the tradition to say like, well, Black Peter has black on his face because he goes down chimneys a lot. So it's all, it's soot. I don't, I don't think but that's what anybody you, was. <laughs> you look at these, yeah. you look at the photo of, of Black Peter and you're just like, Mm. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I I don't know. I don't know how out of touch the Netherlands is. Uh, it I, it seems feels pretty like out of touch. I mean, I guess it, it, I guess it kind of relates now to maybe like the NFL, where we have a team called the Washington Redskins. Yeah, that it's just people be people are still fighting for. Well, what's the big deal? Despite the fact that like. It's kind of offensive to Native Americans, and by kind of, I mean incredibly offensive to Native Americans. Yeah. Uh, same thing with like Chief Wahoo, uh, the Cleveland Indians mm-hmm. mascot. Yeah. It just yeah. it feels weird. So that's the best kind of ending to this fable that it's still celebrated in this capacity. Yeah. Mark, final arguments. Final argument. Andrew, I'm going to do you a favor. Mm. Y- you can just. You just give this one to me, and uh, <laughs> we don't need to talk about Black Peter anymore. We'll just move on to our next category. I, I'm I'm arguing that it's the best because of you. Just it's you. Just your eyes are just wide. You're just like, yeah. Oh my God, Jesus, Jesus Christ. I'm not. I'm not supporting it. I'm saying sounds it's, a little it's, bit like you're. It's it's the best because it is so odd. It yeah. is so just mind boggling mm-hmm. that because um, there's a uh, um, there's a there's a Dutch movie that came out uh, not too long ago about uh, Sinterklaas that uh, is a horror film. Yeah, I think it's called um, I think it's called Saint Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, it's it's weird because oh, they, they like trap him in a hole in the ground, right? Am I thinking of this movie? Um, no, I, I I don't remember actually. But it's it's essentially like Santa Claus is a zombie, and he rides around on his his horse that he mm-hmm. has in this legend. But people are dressed up like Black Pete in this movie, and you see it. And as an American, you're just like, holy shit, what is this? Yeah, you can't do this. But like. 
in the Netherlands, it's just part of the legend of in yeah. the Netherlands. But um, what I like about yours, <laughs> the Bible is filled with these weird diversions. <laughs> yes, it's just these weird asides of yeah. Um, how uh, this guy don't make fun of a uh, a bald man, a bald or you'll man. be torn apart by bears. Yeah. It's, um, we can all learn a lesson from all of these. I think that's a valuable, valuable it's a very lesson. Very important lesson. Uh, I, I know the last time I made, I you know, made fun of a bald man a bald in a man. forest. I I feel like I had a friend that was making fun of a bald man with yeah. me, and then I turned around, just complete, just pieces of shreds, pieces, just throat, just torn right out of his body. Because the bears don't like eat the children; they just tear all of these children apart and you kind of have to wonder because the logistics of 42 children being murdered by two bears like did the bears have them cornered did the kids not run away well they were, were too these, they were too busy making fun of this bald they man they were make, with their till their last breaths they were making they were fun like, of baldy 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 and it's just bears just paw, paw, just tearing through this group of children yeah. so they start with the back and then there's the kid right at the front, the last one, number 42, yeah. just right there. Turns around. Here's here's that the crowd has gotten quieter because like, of... Yeah, because they're dead. Yeah, and this just looks at two bears. The bears just go, uh-uh, uh-uh, my friend. Yeah. Not, not in my forest. Right. Kill him. Give the guy a thumbs up. Yeah, he gives them a thumbs yeah. up. It's like, it's, it's, it's like Grizzly Adams. Yeah. Way to go, Bears. Thanks, Bears. No, thank, thank you. you. Mark, I'm going to give it up. All right. It's, it's, I mean, it's no... It's an odd tale. No Black Peter, but... Uh, certainly isn't. Certainly, certainly is isn't. Odd. It's just, like, I'm I'm seeing this photo on the Wikipedia page, and it, it's making me uncomfortable, yeah. to be quite honest. I'll have to take a look later. Mark, we're going to move on to our final topic here on Best of the Best. We're talking about That Was Odd. Uh-huh. We... Um, this is our mystery topic because we tied up one to one. Right now, Mark, I was leaving shoes out for Santa Claus earlier today, and I, I put my drawing, my childhood drawing, and a poem that I wrote to Santa Claus mm-hmm. in my shoe, and uh, wait expectantly for him to show up on his mighty steed and put mandarin oranges and gold chocolate coins mm-hmm. in my shoes, and also a letter of apology for. <laughs> Decades of Just racial insensitivity. Centuries. Centuries. It's go, it dates back to the 16th century, this Ow. this fable. So um, about time. Probably should start writing a lot of those yeah. letters. Uh, he also included a note that just had just a couple words on it. Okay. And it was this. It was the best personal story that at the end of it, all you could say was, that was odd. Yeah. So the best personal story that ended, and but the only way to know how to end it, say is, all you could say was, that was odd. That was odd. Mark, you're going to go ahead and call it in the air. Here's yes. Aside our last topic. Here we go. Tales. It is tales. I thought so. Mark, kick or receive? I will kick. He's going to kick. Mark, the best personal story that i have that ended with that was odd was this in college i was writing for our college newspaper and um i was writing personal like uh um 
opinion columns, and I was really bad at it. Sure. I, I was kind of a, I was kind of a shithead. Mm-hmm. By kind of, I mean, I'm still a shithead. Yes. But um, at one point, I wrote an opinion column that was about our uh, the dormitory I was living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived in Cargo Hall, and Cargo was notorious for being substance-free. So even if you were over 21, even if you're 21 or over, you couldn't drink in the building. Right. And so that year, these, um, like the RAs in the building, decided to make these shirts about cargo. And essentially, it was like, essentially, I can't remember exactly what the shirt was, but it was a really, it was like a motto shirt mm-hmm. where it's like, while you drink, we study. And then in the oh. back, it was like cargo hall. Yeah. And I was like, that's lame. So we're losers. That is really lame. And so I wrote an opinion piece that was essentially saying, that's really lame. Yeah. All right. It's, it, I, I, I essentially said, like, that makes everyone in Cargo Hall look like a bunch of fucking pricks. Mm-hmm. Like, people in college, like, there's a way to do college. There's a it, you know, it, I'm, I'm right on this. Yeah. Like, hearing me talk about it now, I am correct in saying it makes us, it makes, because I was living in Cargo Hall at the mm-hmm. time. Makes everyone. It makes everyone who wears that shirt seems like an elitist prick. Yeah. So uh, I write this thing, and apparently people in Cargo Hall found it a bit offensive. Okay, that's an opinion piece. I was calling them kind of kind of shitty pricks. Yeah. And um, they were mad about it. Mm -hmm. So like, people grumbled about it. I think I I I loved it because I was like, I'm. It is a dumb shirt. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, But it leads up to my story to where I was, uh, um, I was outside the, um, the building at one point and mm-hmm. I was, I was, um, painting something. I was working on like an art project and I could hear someone shouting at me mm-hmm. and I was like, what the, f- what the hell is that? And I looked up and the resident director, so it's not the RA, so it's the boss of the RAs. It's yeah. like this person that's got, that gets paid like a salary. Her window was open and her mother <laughs> was in her room shouting at me. At you. At me about this stupid thing that I had written. Yeah. So not only had this the RD taken offense to it, but apparently at some point shown her mother. Yeah. Who now was picking a bone with me through pointed, a window. Yeah, pointed at you. Point like was yelling must have noticed me outside yeah. and was yelling at me about calling out this stupid shirt. Mm-hmm. And then later wrote a um a letter to our newspaper. Oh. Defending this shirt and her daughter's decisions, I guess. Yeah. And but your point wasn't that sober living is dumb. No, your no. I would, my was point that was the shirt is dumb. I mean, I it's been a while since I read it, so I probably came off like just an uneducated idiot. But yeah. like I was, the point I was if, in hindsight now talking with you, and I hope I made the same point was that the shirt is dumb. Yes, it's it's a lousy way to try and make friends on this campus <laughs> by saying, "Hey, you alcoholic, awful, awful masses." Yeah we're better than you like yeah. that's what it boiled that's what down the shirt to is we're better than you yes and um 
I just had to say, I just had to throw up my hands and say, like, that was odd because I was like, I was making fun of a dumb shirt, and it's like, like, this thing caused the most reaction out of anything that we had written right. or done the entire the entire year to the point where like this grown woman, mm-hmm. like grown woman, 22, 23 year old woman, mm-hmm. his mother was now yelling at me about this thing and then had written a letter and I'm like, how embarrassing is this? Imagine in college, imagine yeah. you in college right. and somebody wrongs you and your mother comes in to yell at the person that did it. Right. And it's not even like broke into your car, uh, beat you up. Yeah. Somebody said, hey, Mark, you got a real shitty idea. And maybe not even in those harsh terms. They people said, people said that to me in exactly those words many times. They in wrote college. they wrote you a letter and they said, "Mark, I disagree with the ideas that you bring to the right. table." And then my mother, I kind of wish that you would do it differently. Yeah. And then your mother wrote a letter. Wrote a letter or called them up and said, "You're wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, this idea is brilliant." <laughs> So that was probably one of the odder that that was the oddest was it kind of experience in my college career. Yeah. Was it being yelled at through the window it, or it the was, letter I or think, the whole thing? I think the whole thing. The, the whole, whole mother involvement was the oddest part. Yeah. I was just like, I can take because like at some point, like people were it was it was it was, it was something it was really funny because to me, at least that like people were cutting out. People cut out the column at some point and had taped it up in the bathroom and then had written written something. It was something to the effect of like there was like a picture of me and they circled it. And then like in a speech balloon, it said like, I smell. And I thought hysterical. Yeah. There's something really funny about that. You got me dead to rights, fellas. (laughs) They nailed it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You got me. You just fucking nailed it yeah and like i wanted to keep like i think the ras took it down i was like no no let the people see their work (laughs) freedom of speech prior restraint i do do smell yeah or i don't remember saying that it's like i see the word balloon it's in quotes i guess i I guess i did say it yeah so that's my that's my story your story yeah good pick yeah interesting tale andrew when i was in high school I had a group of friends. Group is thrown around a lot these days. I had a small number of friends. Andre of friends. I had a, I had like four friends. Yeah, four or five friends. Mm-hmm. And um, we would frequently go to this restaurant called Applebee's. Yes, mm-hmm. the Chili Bees. We would frequently go to this locally owned Mexican place called. Um, Taco Bell. La Casita. La Casita. And that was like our Friday night place to go. Mm-hmm. The, me and these other four dudes. The small home? What is Casita? Yeah, the, 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 the little house. The, the, the cute house. The little house on the prairie. The little house on the prairie. Okay. It got detonated several weeks ago. <laughs> um, but that's where we would go. And we would go there all the time. And anytime we didn't go there, anytime one of us, me, usually, because I was kind of pretentious back then, too. Sure. I'm glad you I'm glad you <laughs> what you were kind of pretentious back then too too yeah I know <laughs> I was I, know. I was I was just I was just ooh I would argue like that a coiled spring yeah. I was there I would argue I was less pretentious back then but because of where I was mm-hmm. 
and how old I was, it seemed like I was more pretentious I than yeah. I am now. You were a you were a big pretentious think, fish in a small yes, pond. Yes. Um but anytime we went to somewhere else, we would just it just wouldn't be as fun. Mm-hmm. Like we would be shushed or they would demand that we leave at a, after a certain point. Um, one day we heard that there's a Southern restaurant that served alligator. Ooh. And one of my, fr- my friends, Stuart insisted that we go. So we go, we go, we go, we go. We're going to go. We're going to go. He's just going to keep calling and calling. So we go to this place and it's in the burned out husk of a former blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know what it looks like. Yeah. Big it, old, big old blue sign. Blue front. sign with like a plastic bag over it, and the name of the restaurant—it's like Uncle Uncle Chuck Wagon or whatever—is painted onto the windows in the, in the, in such a way that you're like, is this a Christmas decoration or is this the signage? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we go in. They don't have an alligator that day. Motherfucker. And we're like, this is the only reason we're here. The hell you say. So so already the night is off to a pretty bad start. Yeah. Um, I had another friend who, because he's going to be painted poorly, I won't say his name, but we'll call him Jake. Mm-hmm. And we'll Jake. We'll call him Andrew Krukowski. Krukowski. Yeah. All right. We'll call him Andrew Krukowski. All right. Yeah. So Andrew. Yeah. Kru- Andrew Krukowski. Yeah. Had a habit at the time of hitting on literally every woman he saw. Okay. Didn't matter if they were also as old as him, which was at the time 18 mm-hmm. or older. Much sometimes older. sometimes younger, which was awkward. Yeah. But he would hit on women all the time in a kind of an uncomfortable way. Like he would make it obvious. Yeah. And he would like invite them back to his place or <laughs> wherever we were going to go later that night. Yeah. And we're going back to, hey, baby, you want to... Hit, hit, hit up, uh, you know, my Camaro. We're going to watch some uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah, episodes. Pretty much. Back at uh, my mom's place. Back at my so mom's house. But she's, she's in the back, so it'll be quiet. It'll there's be cool. uh, room for one more if you want to join in. Yeah. So. Uh, We're going to loudly quote our favorite episodes. You can jump in at any time. Anytime. Yeah. Sounds, pretty much that. Sounds steamy. Pretty much that as this poor girl is trying to get our... And he's always hitting on the waitress. Sure. Yeah. And I bet she's a big fan of this. I was just pissed. And the waitress, I think, was she was probably a little older than she was probably like 21 or something. But she's just not having it. And he is relentless in like flirting with her. And I get really pissed off. And I finally sit as as I want to do then and now I would I had just sat on it for probably a year at this time, how much I hated that he did this. Okay. And then I say, so I say to him, like, just knock it off. Well, yeah, you're making her really uncomfortable. He's like, no, I'm not. And because, I just keep thinking of, I think about this moment a lot because I feel like I did everything wrong because I was like, Stuart? No, no, don't, don't, you know. Isn't he? No. And, and he's like, 
Yeah, you kind of oh, you do it a lot. You're just you're killing everyone, man. And you, then you, you fucked them. I you fucked them. Fucked them. Yeah. Right? And I get everybody else to to also say, no. Yeah, actually, it is kind of weird. No. And like we don't feel right about it. So he stands up, and he stands up in such a way that he knocks over his chair. Yeah. And he throws two dollars on the table. Even though he had actually ordered like a $10 dish that was on its way out. Shitty. Shitty of him. And storms out. Okay. And then we're like looking at each other. And then I pick up his plate of food and I put half of it on my dish. And then I distribute the rest to everybody else. (laughs) And I put it down and I I eat. We we eat our meal. Mm -hmm. Girl comes back. She's like, what happened to your friend? And we're like... Your friend, he, not you, the other one. And I'm like, he, he laughed, he laughed. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she leaves. He comes back because he doesn't have a car. <laughs> so, and I guess he just now realized this. <laughs> he walked three miles, realized it was going to be another three, three miles. miles so turned around, came he had, back. He had to walk so the three miles. the same yeah. distance. <laughs> and he comes back and he says, every one of you are complete jerks. I just wanted you to know that. And then he leaves mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at each other, and I'm like, ah, I could have handled that differently. I should have. Comes back one more time. Sure. And it's the kind of thing where, like, I can see him coming <laughs> because it's a wide open parking lot. So I w- I'm eating. We're talking about something yeah, else. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh he's coming back. He look, he, he still looks angry. Comes back one more time, mm-hmm. and he says, "You guys are not allowed to come over and watch Ega. All right." He says, "You're not gonna come. Not in my place. No Ega." He says, "Where's my food?" <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've already eaten the portion that I scooped out to myself, and my my friend Stuart, who has reversed the reverses the tables by saying, "Mark scooped it out to everybody else's plate." And ate it. Great. Great. Here we go. So, <laughs> so, and here we go. So he uh, he knocks over his chair one more time. Sure. That chair is really taking a beating. <laughs> and I just looked at everybody else and I said, well, that was odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then did you guys, I assume you guys were friends the next day or was he? Yeah, we saw him on Monday and I don't think we talked about it even. Yeah. Because that's like how high school, you have a thing that you're. Yeah, I'm working on a thing. Andrew's working on a thing about friends in high school. Got like male guy friends and I think even past high school generally get fucking furious at each other. Yeah. And literally 12 hours later, less than 12 hours later, like, so I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And then they're fine. Like, like, yeah, they're perfectly yeah, we'll fine. Um, I th- <laughs> I the have... fact that he left and came back, left and came back, and every time he left, we were like, he doesn't have a car. Like, he can walk home <laughs> conceivably, but, like, he knows. It's, he's going to be waiting in the parking lot for us. He knows he's just going to be waiting for us. And then he comes back. And we're like, okay, now he's going to apologize and be like, can I please have a ride? And instead, he just gets angrier and angrier. <laughs> you guys are real dicks. You know yeah. that? Uh, my, I have a, <laughs> I was at um, like a sports bar with a couple friends of mine. Yeah. And one of them uh, was, uh, 
he's very fussy when mm-hmm. it comes to particular things and like the waitress came up to him and the reason we're at the sports bar is because it's 25 cent wing night oh yeah so course. it's like the thing you're going to get is wings yeah wing, it's like yeah. there's no other reason to show up on 25 he, cent wing night he yeah. orders sushi so like, what waitress <laughs> comes up after like five minutes mm-hmm. and we've already ordered our drinks and everything and <laughs> and um he uh she's like okay going around the table she's like well, so what are you guys gonna have and it's like tw- 10 wings yeah 20 a dozen 12, wings. 12 wings you know 20, you know, 25 is on wing night yeah. all you have to pick is the sauce like mm-hmm. that's all the reason you're gonna go honey barbecue they get to him and he's like i just i i don't uh and then he he just specifically goes and then uh it's a, he's got a full glass of water yeah. and i've got a cup in front of me but right. we're talking like one of those big sports bar tumblers yeah just bumps it just <laughs> knocks it over water goes all over the place and like <laughs> our table is mortified like everyone at this table is mortified just like oh my what it, what the hell and like the waitress is like oh uh, like she, yeah. she wasn't really phased by it but everyone else was just like the most embarrassed Did like his you brain can stop feel working after like and so we start cleaning up we're like oh my god i'm so sorry like and he's just like arms folded and then we she left for a second we asked we're like what the hell was that he's Mm. like i wasn't ready (laughs) (laughs) you fucking dick you dickhead uh so that's i could i completely understand where the story's coming from final arguments mark um i I love the idea on, on on your story that like it's this guy was probably he would leave and he's like this is what I should have said yeah. I should have said this and rather than was, what the rest of us do which is like be like damn it and then keep walking he's like you know what I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna tell him and it's also one of those things where like it's an argument where it's it's not like a huge deal. So if he does come back all fired up, mm-hmm. it's not going to get anyone else at the table fired up. Yeah. That like, you're just like, it's really weird when you hit on girls so aggressively. So aggressively. Especially around like, especially when you can tell that they're not into it. Yeah. And my argument was like, she's, she has to be here. Yeah. It's, like when it's you. It's weird for her and like. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's awkward for you to hit on a waitress yeah. like that. And I was like, when you do it at school, it's not a big deal because they could say no and then Take walk a, away. Yeah. But here she this has girl to be nice to tell you. you off. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, you shouldn't do this anymore. And it was also the kind of thing where I had like I had my dick armor on, not like not a cup, but like when he came back and called us all jerks, mm. it was the kind of thing where I was like, yes, you're right. Also, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, so I, I do appreciate I do appreciate that that it's like it's only going to add to the weirdness that mm-hmm. he comes back more and more fired up because you guys are not going to get fired up now. If he's no. if you said something like about his sister or mm-hmm. something like that, and then you guys went back and forth on that, it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't be as odd. However, on on the story that I told, like it's. I don't know the the fact that like parents got involved being was, shouted out out a window again, and it, it's like it, this isn't high school. Yeah, it's not like 
somebody said something shitty about you in your high school newspaper mm-hmm. and now you're being taken to task by the principal and the, it's like no these, aren't we all supposed to be above are, this we're fucking adults here yeah. and you can disagree with me all you want but now you got your fucking mom coming in to fight yeah. your battles and again like i fully admit that i was i still am a fucking pretentious shithead mm-hmm. but then i was like i i was probably f- just I don't understand why people didn't kick my ass in college because like I think back to it I was like such a such an elitist dickhead. Do you, do you like, feel like if you had gotten your ass kicked at least once in college, you would have you would be a better you would be a different person? I don't probably not. It would have probably galvanized whatever thoughts <laughs> I had about myself. I yeah. was like, no, I now I'm I know I'm right because mm-hmm. they're so mad at me that like I got my ass kicked about it. But in reality, it's like no, it's like you're just a shitty guy punching at a real this like yeah you're it's this like weird straw man argument, mm-hmm. badly written columns that like aren't good and not terribly clever kind yeah. of thing. Um, Their shirt presupposes that if you are drinking, you are not studying at any point. Right? Basically, it's it's I I want to say it, it's almost as though those are the only two things you could do in college. You're either going to drink you're gonna or you're going to study. study. And it's it's just it's such a such a dickhead way to look at like sober living and yeah. that kind of thing. To where like who would want to wear a shirt like that? It's it's it's. It, it it's insulting to other people that can balance having a good time in college yeah. and putting up a good GPA. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole point of college. You are not supposed to be a study machine. Like, uh, you obviously you're depends. you're paying for it, yeah. sure, but like you can use your time in in both directions. Yeah, and to just it, wholesale insult the rest of the the rest of the campus that we're better than you because mm-hmm. we don't drink like it's dumb but I, I i'm tempted to think that yours is the odder one mainly because i would i would love to have been a restaurant patron that wasn't at your table yeah anybody else in this situation and i'm sitting there just going like it's a real shame they don't have alligator today that kid seems real fired up oh, oh. he just knocked over his chair jesus oh uh all right, well, he's he's leaving oh, now, no. I guess. All right. Well, not our problem. Well, uh, you know, we probably should get... Oh, he's back. Um, still fired up. Okay. Yeah, Yelled again. Something? Yeah. Oh. And he's gone. Gone again. Okay. He's not going to come back. I'm I sure. assume he's probably said his piece. Anyway, yeah. so we got to get to the what? theater. Good for him. Good. You know, good it's good. Good for him to get nice it off to, it's, his chest. I, I don't know what his friends were doing. He seemed to be laughing now. Yeah. But, you know, what? but um, so I was talking to Harold the other day, and uh, he... Oh, 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 back no. again for third third time's the charm, yeah. apparently. Oh, there goes the chair again. Yeah. Chair that poor uh, chair. <laughs> that awful poor chair. And he's gone now. Gone again. Yeah. I wanna say that's the end of our long <laughs> national nightmare, but uh sky's, sky's the limit on yeah. this guy. At this point, he'd be coming back all day, every day. Oh, I, they ate his food. I yeah. see what he was so mad about. Okay. That is reasonable. So I'm going to give it up. I'm going to say that's the better odd story just because I love I love just shitty arguments between just meaningless little arguments. It's just, and then he's perfectly fine the next time you see him, even yeah. though he like stormed out and storm out didn't there. let you guys watch Ega at his By place. Yourself. I don't remember. 
remember what happened with the rest of our night, but I'm pr- we probably just business as normal did. Also, it's all it reminds me of a bunch of stories like that. Like at one point, uh, I my buddies I wasn't in this in the story, but my my buddies were going to a basketball game, and uh, they were gonna go pick up a friend of theirs, mm-hmm. and uh, they they drove down they drove down to his college. And uh, it was about like an hour away. So it was about an hour drive there and an hour drive back. So they drove down and they were going to pick him up. Uh-huh. And they called and called and called and called. He didn't answer his phone. Yeah. And so they were like, fuck this guy. Uh-huh. Like he stood us up for some reason or another, even though we drove all the way down yeah. here. So now we have to drive all the way back to go to this basketball game. They called him up the next day and they're like, what the hell was that all about? And he told them that... He um, he didn't want to be. He apparently had tried to hit on a girl, and she turned him down. Yeah. So he was embarrassed, and so he went to the gym. Okay. To work out, and yeah. he didn't want to get made fun of. Oh. Um, by the guys. Well, and now we're gonna make fun of you for being weird shit, though. That, th- my, but my favorite part was, and I asked this when I heard the story. I was like, "No, wait a second. How are they gonna know that you got turned by, down by the girl unless you told them? Unless you just now told them that that yeah. was the case, and then you went to the gym because you were embarrassed, and they were like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't make any sense. They didn't think it through. <laughs> they didn't think it through. Um, but that's gonna do it for this episode of Best of the Best. With that win, Mark, you. Put another one on the board. You oh. can put another one on the board. Yes. Yes. And you can listen to other episodes of Best of the Best. Yes. <laughs> on the flickering box at wordpress.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you're feeling really feisty, you can even leave a um Email? a review. A review for us yeah. on on uh, iTunes. It would really help us out, go a long way. We'd be eternally grateful maybe yes. even you know we get you a double center claus presents and we'll give you another mandarin orange in your shoe or you can listen to us on stitcher 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 which allows you to stream podcast directly to your smartphone all that information and more at the flickering or you can leave us an email a message on uh for this episode or past episodes by emailing us at botbpodcast at gmail.com Mark, is there anything else that you want to talk about? So, so much. I want to so, just dig up all of these high school tales. Maybe we could do an episode all just, about high school tales. We just talk about awful, awful times awful in high school. we were in high school. Just, uh, yeah, just real fucking scumbags. Because there was, there was a definite shift for me mm. from being like timid and quiet to outwardly antagonistic, antagonistic with other people. I think when I realized people weren't going to kick my ass. <laughs> that, what happened? What I think pretty much, yeah. Mm. Mm. Why did you think that? Because people c- could still kick your ass today. People could kick my uh, ass. Yeah, absolutely. When when did you just think like laws will protect me, or I don't know what what happened there. I I, th- I think I just decided like I think I just decided like like most people don't want to kick up get into fights with other people. So they'll just take your shit and just be like, fuck that guy, and then just leave? Yeah. Bad mouth me behind my back or something. I don't know. Well, I guess it depends on who you run with. Like yeah. If you, 
I guess if you run with like a bunch of other pusses that don't want to get into fights. Like. Yeah. Well, I think that was it. I think I definitely ran with a bunch of pusses that didn't want to get into fights. And then I just assumed that all human humanity yeah, was like it's that. all the same thing. It's the like, path of least fuck resistance. You. You're not going to do anything. <laughs> But then, then you, then there's that one time you make that you make that incorrect uh, assumption yeah. at a party where you just tell this guy off, and then oh, oh, oh we got a gun now. Oh, ooh, big man, got All a bunch right. of big bullets. Yeah, it's pointed a big, at it's a me. Big gun for yeah. a big show. Yeah, taking the <laughs> taking the safety off. Ooh, ooh totally I'm so scared. So scared. All right. You, yeah, well, no, you, no, apparently, no. Oh, finger on the trigger. Oh, jeez, oh, you're sweating like a lot. <laughs> like you actually seem like you're thinking about what's gonna happen. Just real. Yeah. Oh, you didn't shoot me. Uh, no, big puss. Surprise. Big yeah. big puss yeah. for a big show. <laughs> I bet it wasn't loaded.